this long you have me fucking crying come on man <laughs> that's probably the most important podcast we've done welcome welcome to the better than yesterday everyday podcast where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness and now here are your hosts personal trainer and rns matt and jenna lane ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the better than yesterday Everyday podcast. My name is Matt and Hey, I'm Jenna. She's back. She <laughs> is back. I'm so fired up about it. Uh in the past few episodes you guys have heard me say Jenna's been taking a little bit of a hiatus, taking some mental health time. Um she how you feeling, babe? Good. Yeah? Good. Yeah. Good. Right on. I'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk about our gratitude point. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Today well wait a minute, before I dive all the way in. This this podcast is all about. See, I'm I'm all, I'm all tripped up because you're back. So <laughs> I, I've started getting used to you not being here. So anyway, if you're new to this podcast, I truly appreciate you sliding by. I'm a registered nurse and a personal trainer. Jenna is also a registered nurse. This podcast is all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. We're friggin' nerds when it comes to the fitness stuff, uh, but the mental fitness is where it's at. That's where that's what we really believe in. And today is going to be so damn fun. We have I a agree. we have a guy on that is we've never met. We met him through the internet. Uh, it's it's a tr- it's truly truly unique how we've met this guy, and I just could not be more fired up to talk about this. We met because of one of the movies that we've watched that we made a video on. He reacted to us reacting. I'm just losing my mind over here. Um, Jenna, you want to intro him for me because I haven't built him up enough. Yeah, that was a good intro. Thank you. I like it. So, John Knight, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, hello. What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, so happy to have you on. So, we, in recording, while recording this, last night we recorded an episode, uh, an episode? Well, a podcast, a video, whatever you want to call it. We live streamed on his (laughs) channel on YouTube. Started to dive into the topic a little bit of what we're going to dive in deeply here. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I could feel you through the screen, my guy, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to dive into this. Yeah. I had a good time last night. For sure. We'll dive it into it. Very fun. Thank you again. It was. I loved it. It was very fun. Um, at the top of every show, we always hit you with our gratitude point. Hey. Gratitude point. <laughs> hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, hey, all right. <laughs> I've been waiting to hear Jenna say gratitude point for a few weeks now, so I was happy to hear that. Um, This gratitude point is something that is meant to shift your perspective. Could be something huge, could be something small. It only matters if it matters to you. So, since you're back, I'm going to make you go first. What's your gratitude point, Jenna? Okay. Do the honors. (laughs) So, um, this is a little bit longer one, so stay with me. Um, I did take a few weeks away from the podcast and kind of stepping back from some of the content. Um, as I've mentioned in some previous podcasts, something that I struggle with every day is anxiety and depression. And I've just really not been in a good place. Um, and it has nothing to do with not having a great life or not having a great life partner it's just my brain and the way it functions and sometimes I do really great and sometimes I just don't and I've just been 
kind of in this tailspin um, for a while. And I just kind of, I didn't catch a hold of it like I should have. So I've taken a couple weeks to just try to reset and start inching back towards the things that make my brain work the way I want it to. Um, And happiness is always the goal. And giving in to that voice that tells me to not do something constantly. It's a constant, never-ending voice in my head that says, you know, don't don't do that today. You you need a break. You need time. You need that cupcake. You need to do this. This is better for you. Don't don't go work out. Stay in bed longer. Um, you know, you give in to that voice enough, and it really affects how your brain functions, um, which in turn affects how your body functions. And anyway, I'll stop going down that rabbit trail. But um, I've t- taken the last couple of weeks to really try to reset and. Um, I feel refreshed and I feel like I'm, I've reset myself back on the right path. And, um, I'm really grateful for Matt. Um, he always calls me on my bullshit and very lovingly. Um, he's very patient and, um, I appreciate you and I'm very grateful for you and, and the way that you love me. So he's over there clapping. (laughs) So and and not to dive not to dive too deep into it, but if you're if you're comfortable with it, what makes you say that? And this is not to highlight me, but I think this gives context as from from a relationship standpoint because that's really tough to be on my side of it or from the husband's side or the opposite side. Like, what the hell do you do? So why did you just say that? I feel for you. Um, because that's a really precarious balance that I, that you maintain very well. Um, and it's taken 11 years to get here. And I think learning ourselves and knowing each other, I think better than we know ourselves almost, um, where, you know, you made a comment to me, um, like two weeks ago that, you're like, I'm really concerned about your mental health. You really feel like you're tailspinning like you did several years ago. And um, I don't know. It's like you're in my head because I really, that same day, I had this just overwhelming feeling of just hopelessness. Like I feel myself sliding over the edge of that cliff and I don't know what to do to stop it. I think it's just going to happen. And that feeling of hopelessness of I'm just falling back into that abyss that I tried so hard to get out of for so many years and you you felt it and you know me that well you know my anxiety and my you just you know that so well and it just really snapped like it made me like okay it's not just me what do I need to do like what are all these things that I've just embedded into my everyday life that I just stopped doing? Um, and it's just the little things that I've started doing again. And it just makes me feel like I've lifted out of the fog so quickly. So, and again, we're going to, we're going to, John, you're going to talk at some point here, bro. I promise. uh, So, so tell me, was it, was it the point where you had said something, you said something and then I was, I, I remember you saying I don't know how to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I remember that very vividly in the hopelessness in how wow. the inflection in your voice, I, I could just feel it on you. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Was it the moment that I said, 
start. Start wow. with physical. Start with something physical. Yeah. Was it, that it? I forget. Yeah. And it was just like I felt myself the last couple of months. I've just been very quick to be frustrated and angry. And I've, you know, I think as we all do, that comes out not really meaning to, but just the clo- the, the closest person to you usually gets that, whether it's their fault or not. And you've really taken that and you've really readjusted your schedule and, you know, tried so hard when I've just been so nitpicky about stupid stuff um, that when you stopped and said that, I think it just made it so real. Like, okay, this is a hard stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, good on you for sharing that because I know that it struck a chord with somebody because you're not the only one, so I appreciate it. Seriously, seriously. I love you to death. Wow. All right. That was awesome. I've talked enough. She's talked enough. <laughs> John, if you have a gratitude point, hit us with it, good sir. Um, so I'm going to, this is going to be a very, you know, in-depth, deep show, and I'm excited. It's, it's going to be woo-woo as hell. I can't wait. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. And I honestly want to essentially kind of piggyback um, off that a bit because I did mention this briefly on, um, on my show. Um just the overall aspect of being grateful for life right now. Um, because I am someone who also struggles deeply with anxiety and depression, um, especially anxiety. We are great friends. <laughs> um, and I don't want to try to go too like long with it, but I, I want to bring this awareness to it because people are aware of anxiety, but they're not fully aware of how mentally just crippling and disabling it can be yeah um and how serious it is um a lot of people just think oh you know just go see somebody go talk to somebody it's all in your head blah 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 yep it's never that simple Mm-mm. um so i'm grateful for life in this instance because i'm someone who every day feels like their body is going through something that could potentially just end my life my anxiety is so in Damn. tune that I feel everything that goes on. And mm-hmm. this is weird because I don't open up about this most uh, uh, often. Um, I feel every little thing within the body that could possibly feel wrong or be wrong. And it's constantly making me thinking, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, there's something wrong with my head. Oh, this. That's a 24 7 mm. thing. Okay. And. That impacts my life on a daily. It's exhausting. Um, yeah. So a lot of what you said is like a lot of the people that around me and closest to me get the brunt of that. I am constantly running in and out of hospitals, this and that, because I feel like, oh my God, this is it. Like I'm dying. I can't. I'm having a panic attack. I'm doing this. And it gives you, it provides you that constant fear that you also forget to live the life that you're supposed to that you're here for. And I'm thankful that I, one, I'm still here, <laughs> that none of these things that I'm feeling are actually, you know, so far what I've been told is what I'm feeling. Um, and the mind is a very powerful thing. It can manifest things beyond what we think are capable. Um, and that's just not just your own mental, just physically, it can run you rampant if you allow it. Um, so I'm just really, 
wound it up, I'm just really grateful to still to have life, to have that interaction with people, to still be enjoying my life and be able to live it. And it's something that I'm fighting for, trying to overcome anxiety and depression every day. And I'm just grateful that I'm still able to do that despite um, all these challenges. Awesome. Awesome. That's uh, unbelievably transparent for you in the first yeah. 10 minutes of the 12, 13 minutes of this podcast. So that's, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you stepping out on the limb and, and saying that, especially you're saying, you know, I don't share this very often. So thank you. And I know that the audience appreciates that as well. Um, and for you, the audience understand that if you're new to this podcast, that's the point of everything that we just talked about is the perspective shift is being able to appreciate you know, that he has life right now, regardless of the struggles that he has. And Jenna saying that, you know, her appreciation of, of me, that little shift, that little just noting that piece is what starts to shift your perspective. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that when I don't, well, when I used to not do that, I was a negative person. I, I, I was, I take that back. I wasn't a negative person, but I was f flawed. I don't even like that word. It, it, I wasn't working optimally when mm -hmm. I didn't have gratitude and um, which leads me to my gratitude point. Something I've thought about so much lately is just fucking be nice. Mm -hmm. Just, just be nice in every circumstance. And I have gotten better at that as I've gotten older. I used to like, I used to have road rage just like everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not unique in that sense, but I have a sense of pride now in the ability to be nice, especially in confrontation. Uh, it happened a few days ago. Somebody sort of popped off at me, and my my immediate my immediate intention back was not anger, was not frustration. It was be nice because whatever it is, there's something behind those words that's not mm -hmm. directed at me. It's it's something going on with that person. Now, I mean, if you just slap the hell out of somebody, then sure, that's it's all you, but. <laughs> But, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I'll encourage you to just be nice. It actually makes you feel mm -hmm. incredibly good when you, when you're staring at somebody that wants you to fire back at them and you're just nice, it totally disarms them. Mm -hmm. it, it really yeah. does. And it, it's so much better for the situation. So yeah. be nice, be nice. Yeah. And I that's love, a I ripple love. effect too. It does have a ripple effect. That knocks down their frustration or anger, which prevents them from popping off at somebody else. And Yep. Yeah, yeah. You ever try to swing on somebody that's trying to hug you? Like it's it's not gonna happen. I mean, does that happen? I, that's what I picture in my head. It's it's like a mental version of that. So, um, so let's, definitely throw them off. Yeah, yeah right? right. Like, come on, you don't want to. Like, come here, bro. You don't want to <laughs> yeah. hug. Me. Right. Bring it in. Bring it in. Exactly. Like, come on. Um, so uh, let's let's start it out here. Jenna and I mm -hmm. have wanted to talk about this for quite some time. And point blank, we did not feel that we were authority figures in this. We yeah. didn't feel that we had experience. We didn't feel that it was point blank. We didn't feel it was right. And we want to talk about it. We want to talk about what is happening in the world mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And I think a good segue that we've found commonality between the three of us is watching Black Panther. Yeah. Um. And I truly believe, I, I literally just want to give a homework assignment to everybody and just say everyone needs to watch Black Panther and yeah. then we can all come back and talk about Absolutely. all this, yeah. you know. I press pause, yes. come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so 
let, let's start it out here. Uh, we're going to talk about Black. We're going to talk about Black Panther, but for us, how it affected us, Black Panther was so relevant to what is happening with the riots mm-hmm. and all of the injustice and everything that is happening. Um, and I don't know, but I wonder if our connection would have a happened and b hit as hard as it would have as of right now because of the climate. I don't know. I don't know. So let's start it out by this. Explain how you found us. Well, first of all, who the hell are you? Tell these people who are you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yes. Those who don't know my name, uh, I'm go by John Knight. Um, I've been a YouTuber for, oh God, since 2015. Okay. Um, So I am a huge nerd uh, within the industry and entertainment film. Uh, I'm somebody who just loves interacting with his community, um, both outside and on YouTube, hence also why we are here. Um, So yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just somebody who really loves and enjoys what they do and meeting the people that I have along the way and who's that I, you know, those that I will um, in the future. And um, yeah, I came across you wonderful souls and now we're here. And um, it's moments like this that makes me enjoy, you know, doing what I do. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we briefly talked about it on his podcast and how uh, you did a reaction to us watching Black Panther. Uh, What was so just uh, grabbing about your reaction was... You watched us, all of us, in our reaction to Black Panther, but you honed in on the physicality, mm-hmm. the facial expressions, our inflection of words, are just, you felt our emotion. Mm-hmm. You truly tapped into that. So when you put your video out explaining that and feeling that, um, the Holden Hardman subreddit, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. This connection I don't know if it ever would have happened if not for you. I found Absolutely. it in I found it in the subreddit. They said this guy John Knight reacted to Black Panther, and uh, I watched it. It was eleven thirty at night. It was a twenty five <laughs> thirty minute video, and I was like, "You son of a bitch! This is so good, but this is so long. I love it." Um, <laughs> and I watched every bit of it, and I I teared up. I teared up that he he got it that I felt it, and I was like, yeah. "God, that's incredible that a movie did that." Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that's that's how this started. That's why this conversation is happening. Jenna. Oh, I was just listening to what you're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's. Um, I keep saying let's start it off, and we're 20 minutes in. Let's start it off like this. Um, what is it that you felt or saw, or why did you make a video reacting to us to reacting to Black Panther? I saw the best way to describe it in a word that I'll go into, but the the most obvious and present thing that I saw was reality. Um, that's what I saw you guys immediately recognize. Like, holy shit, this is this is what's happening now. This, especially this film that you know touches on so many aspects of that. There are people today that are suffering. There's a great injustice in the world going on right now. And when you have 
people who you know aren't black recognizing this feeling this kind of empathetic to this and wanting to have that impact and how can we help what is this how like having that hurt them impact them that's a beautiful thing because that just gets us one step closer into admitting and realizing seeing what is going on and you know and i mentioned it before and today, and I apologize ahead of time, if at some point I do get emotional on this, because it probably will happen. Don't you hide that shit. Um, <laughs> you better not. You better not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, well, I definitely will. I can tell you that. But it's, it's comforting. It's reassuring that not only did you realize this, but a film, a superhero film at that, which, mind you, doesn't feel like one, outside of the obvious, brought this connection together and that realization. This point in time in life, we've never had the unity amongst black people and white people that's been so evident. Um, yes, we've always had allies you know, who stood up for it, but we also had a lot of people that were just quiet, sitting back reserved, or were a part of the problem. These days, we're so unified and there's so many of our, you know, allies coming together and helping us, fighting with us, aiding us, seeing what's going on, putting their own lives, you know, on the line for us. It's been a very, 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 very long time since we've had that unity amongst us as humans, as a species, as brothers and sisters. And when I saw that video, all of that came to mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wow, okay, they get it. They feel it. Damn. They see it. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. But no, that's, that's, yeah. no, that, 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 that's incredible. That's great. Yes. Yeah. I, I, when all of this started happening, I don't even know how long. I feel like we're kind of in like a time warp with yeah. COVID and right. everything. Um, but when all of this kind of came to the forefront, um, I, did, I felt like what my responsibility should be is to step back and to just listen and to take some intentional time to absorb what's being said, um, to educate myself. And I've always been a proponent of whatever the argument is, listening to both sides. And it really became very obvious, especially living in the South, um, that there's a lot of errors in a lot of, in the arguments that I was hearing yeah. Yeah. in fellow Southerners. Um, right. and it was very, um, it was emotional that, you know, there's people that are in our lives every day that I don't understand and I never will what they've done to get where they've, where they are, where they've had to endure to get where they are. Um, where to me, they're just a cool person that I'm friends with or that I work with, or, you know, there's just, there's so many layers that I, I just, I, I was blind to, you know, it wasn't something that was part of any of my everyday thinking. Um, and I, one of my favorite people that I really look up to is Brene Brown. She's a, social worker, 
Um, she has a Netflix special. She's got TED Talks. And um, mm-hmm. she did a podcast um, with an author, um, Austin Channing Brown. And she uh, wrote this book. Let me just. I was just about to say, I'm going to go look for a link and I'll plug it in the description okay. below, guys. Um, she wrote a book called I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. And um, their podcast, it, it just, the things that they talked about and the things that she, you know, just pointed out and, and the different experiences that she's had in her life um, made me buy her book. And I started listening to her audiobook. And something that Brene mentioned, um, her, uh, how she judges a book. Uh, is how many times she picks it up and throws it while she is reading a book. That's a very exposing book. She says she does it a lot is that if she has this wow. like aha moment, she literally picks up her book and throws it. Wow. And um, she said she struggled getting through Austin's book because it was so exposing and it was uncomfortable. And I got to tell you, I, I'm three chapters in and um, I just, I had to take a, a break of, holy shit. <laughs> and like, I, I, I want you to listen to it too at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, it's not a book that I listen to when I'm driving because I want to give it my full attention. Um, and it's just really opened my eyes to just, you know, you, you live your life, you know what you know, yeah. and you really don't think about other people's perspectives. I think that's just kind of a human trait. Um, and it's it's really been eye-opening and i'm uh you know i i hate that all this is going on but i'm grateful that so many other people have have been exposed to really this really deeply embedded backwards thinking um in particular in the south but even in our own government like um it's just it's been very exposing i think i could talk about it for hours but um it's it, it's it's go ahead go ahead um so i would say it, it it forces people to open their eyes yeah it forces people to have those uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. because they're needed and yeah. even amongst your closest peers your friends if that conversation needs to be had and it's uncomfortable that's amazing yeah because of course you know your closest people in who you're around who you speak to you know that's not their mentality you know, of racism and, and just things like that, you know, that's not, but it's also amazing to educate at the same time of like, even though we are friends, we live totally different, you know, aspects of life here. And the more that you see and understand, of course, the closer that we'll get, but the more knowledgeable you are and can either be, you know, an ally and help push and fight for it or stand up against those or to those are like, yo, mm-hmm. that's, what are you doing? Like when you see that happen, you know? Um, so I think that forces people in a lot of positions to kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. And I said at the top of the show that Jen and I were, we didn't feel prepared. We didn't feel like an authority figure. We felt nervous point blank. We felt nervous as white people trying to talk about particular black problems. You know, it is what right. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was not nervous in the sense of cancel culture, honestly. Honestly, I was not worried about that. What I was worried about was getting on these mics and talking about some shit that I know nothing about 
and possibly hitting someone in the heart for some shit that they've gone through all of their life. That is not what I wanted to do. Um, so that's also why this movie is such a incredible uh, stepping stone segue m medium for us to talk about and re relate to. But the very nervousness that she and I felt, I was like, that shit is why this is still continuing. Yeah. Because we're nervous to talk about yeah. it. And well, and, and I felt it, more than just being nervous, I felt like I needed to do more to prepare, to absorb, to educate myself. True. And I think that's what I've realized most with this is just educating myself. Yeah. Of, and I want to clarify real quick. I don't think because we've watched Black Panther, we just we we understand no. what oppression is. But still, it, I think it's been again, it's it's a good medium for us to at least be able to converse no. about. It's a stepping stone, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. go ahead. It's. I love what you said um, about when it comes to that, and it's. I don't think I think it's good if, in the instance, you do. You know, hit somebody in the heart when speaking about this because again it opens up the conversation that way they can also speak to you on okay this is what i've experienced this is what goes on this is what's a reality in my world um and that will further along one educate you know and have the conversation with you guys to know you know how can we do better where to go from here how to progress and things like that nature and to help understand and through this, the biggest takeaway and kind of statement I've ran with and said, and it helps me, and it gives people an understanding of how to approach this, like, oh, wow, like, you're, you're right. And that saying is, you're not going to understand something that wasn't made for you, and quote, unquote, racism. So it's, it's hard to grasp that when such a concept wasn't built for you and people like you and all kinds mm -hmm. of things like that, however you want to word it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the easiest way to kind of get people to take a step back. Like, Oh, okay. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, and some people that, that may be offensive to some people saying that, that may be eye opening, but again, mm -hmm. it's the reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. of it all. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's, <sighs> We talked, Jenna and I talked about this and how racism is so embedded in, I think, our everyday lives that we don't even realize. And if I'm being completely transparent, I feel really ignorant that it has taken me this long to get to this point and this, this thing. This, I know it's not one moment. I know that. I know that things have happened for decades, but this one thing absolutely has shifted and this is a big this is a this is different this is different how it's impacted things um but we started thinking about how embedded racism is and growing up i had people around me that would always say i'm not racist but or they would lower their voice when they said the black guy, or they would have to point out that the that person they had to 
it had no bearing on the story, but they would always yeah. have to say it was a black woman. Like, what the hell? That has nothing to do with it. And I just think that that right. shows how embedded the racism actually is. Um, and I, I just, I thought that was so interesting because I had never thought of that. Like, I, I have never been comfortable using the n-word like i'm being uh -uh. dead serious if i'm ever like rapping along in a song with the windows rolled up by myself i am still not comfortable saying the n-word because yeah right. it's just such an oppressive word yeah and and i think something that i've learned just just trying to you know absorb some things is uh something that actually austin i think made a point of is that um not saying that word doesn't make you not racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That just no, that true. just singles you out and and pins you as definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but right. um That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. That you know being nice to someone doesn't make you not racist because you still got your thoughts in your head. Yep. And you got to get past that uh something that she talks about a lot that really was exposing is nice white people are the problem because <laughs> yeah, you're just right? you're just you put on that face of you know oh, hey you yeah. know just nice but that doesn't go deep enough yeah yeah right that's just what you it's like oh we're put, e we're equal on the surface you yeah. know yeah and um you know just some of the things uh you know i've read as far as the complaint of you know taking down statues is changing history and it's not like where else in the world, and I could be wrong, maybe other places do this, but where else in the world do you fight a war and the losing side erects statues to commemorate these people? And on 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 both sides, I mean, there's all, all these statues of these generals in Washington, D.C. too. I mean, who? that's just that backwards thinking is just so... Your, embedded. your point is that if they take the statues down, that that is changed. You don't believe that that's changing history. No. Right. Okay. No, and, it's, it's, it's not honoring the side that very rightly lost. Right. I, I mean, who the statue should have never been put up to begin with. And this is something that's actually actively happening in our town. And that's yeah, why I bring yeah. it up. Well, and, and I do want to put a disclaimer out there. Uh, this is going to make it to YouTube. This is going to be all over the place. And I will tell you that our intention was to not censor ourselves. I refuse to do that. Um, so in the yeah. comments, in the comments, please, please keep it civil. I, I want you guys to converse and your opinions need to be said, but... This is a video that I will screen and I will delete comments if it's hate. Mm -hmm. If it's hate, I will get rid of it because there's no room for that shit. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, oh, I think I, I was kind of to the end, you yeah, know, of yeah. just that's not changing history. That doesn't change what's in the history book. That doesn't right. change what actually happened. It's just literally, you know, uh, let's commemorate the the right people let's honor the right people let's honor who should be honored I, I don't so you tell me because again i don't know i have i've never this first of all the statue that's being taken down or moved or whatever i didn't even know it was there uh, maybe that's yeah. maybe, maybe that makes me a p poor historian but here's the deal you tell me john seeing these statues I don't know if you've ever been to a museum or if you if there's statues in New York, which I've, there are. Um, have you ever seen a statue and been like, shit, man, like that is 
you know, that's oppressive. Like that's oppressive to me. That's literally a symbol. I think the rebel flag is such a, such a, so evident of that, of like, it's oppressive. Have you ever looked at it and been like, that's a symbol of oppressive, of oppression for black people? Um, to be completely honest with you, I, I haven't started thinking in terms of that aspect okay. until all of this started happening. Okay. Um, and then it made me take a step back to realize like, wow, okay. There's a lot more up there than, than I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you that taking them down does not change the historical front of them. Um, because that's always going to be taught. That's always going to be there. That's always going to be something that they, you know, burrow down. Um, but I think for us in the community and the message that we're trying to convey to the rest of the world is one, it, we shouldn't be like, we shouldn't be, you know, honoring and immortalizing these people that did such horrible things to country, this people. And even though right now it's, it's trying to make a stance, it's trying to show that the treatment of people, us and people like us shouldn't be glorified in this country. Um, and it should be glorified for anybody, no matter what it is. And the fact that it is, I think, is something that, and people's goal and mindset is to, I don't want to say reset history, but to make a new one that's all inclusive and accepting mm-hmm. and okay. as equal as you possibly can okay. be. Um, and not segregating those and whose ancestors have gone through everything in the wind right. um, that this country tends to hold dear yeah mm-hmm. so and it, this is just sort of like my opinion on it but you're right you know it is a statue it represents something and it is history but just because it is history just because it is in bronze doesn't mean that it was correct doesn't mean right that it should be something that is honored because especially in the south i know that it's it's i think for a lot of people it's tradition and I mm-hmm. think, uh, especially for white people, it's it's like this is a this is an attack on my history or my heritage or my whatever. You know, like I visited that statue when I was six years old, and that I visited it with my grandfather, who's now gone. So I think there might be these nostalgic pieces built into it yeah. when when they are sort of blinded to being able to be empathetic um, to understanding that it it still wasn't a right thing. You know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. of course. Yeah. History isn't always right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. But here's the good thing. But it does repeat itself. It does repeat yes. itself. But here's the good thing. We can learn from history. Yeah. And I, right. I, I think that that part also is why you don't delete history. You know, you don't wipe it off the face of the yeah. because that's, that's, but, right. but uh, honoring that bad history. Yeah. And remembering it correctly. Remember that right. you're hundred percent. Yep. Um, exactly. And having, and you're so right as far as let's teach all of history yeah without a doubt like i you know i (sighs) didn't know what juneteenth was until i was well into my adulthood um you know there's just there's so much of that history i just had no idea about um and i I think you're absolutely right you you really hit that one on the head that let's let's not change history let's teach all of the history Right. Yeah. Let's not pick and choose. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I and briefly I do want to touch on um being white 
never going through it. I sat back whenever everything quote unquote started. Um, and I felt really guilty because I didn't know what the hell to do. Like I, I, I couldn't post anything on social media knowing that I wasn't an authority figure. I had not been through this. I, I don't know. It was a strange place. And I, I want to say this is not my crying about it, but it's um, to give context, I guess, because I know I'm not the only white person that's felt this, that I didn't know what the hell to do. I mm. really didn't. I, with how much emotion is tied in this, the only thing I could think to do is to not add to the hate, to keep my mouth shut, um, to post a black screen that one day that everybody did because I knew that that was in support. Um, but I even felt like I don't, I don't really know what black lives matter means. So I, I did not post that cause I didn't know what it meant, but I felt guilt. But I will tell you that if you are white and you are out there and you do feel guilt, the only thing that I can tell you, the best thing that you can do is to listen, to just keep your mouth shut and listen. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that that's how the tide starts to turn. Um, yeah. yeah. And what, John, what would you say to us, to the listeners? Uh, how can we do better? What is something, maybe even a personal experience, maybe, maybe not, of just what's something that we can do better? Um, to, before I get into that, to kind of dive into more of a few things of what Matt had said um i think a lot of people like i said were initially feeling that once this all started Mm -hmm. that guilt that what do i do that how do i even go about this and i think those are all good things to feel i think they're all you know necessary things to feel because as i said before now everybody's aware everybody has been aware for years things like this Mm -hmm. go on even Granted, back then they were a lot more kind of minute. Now that the lid's kind of blown wide open, now everyone's eyes are open. So they're forced to be like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? How do I, what I, you know, those exact same feelings you were saying. And I think those are good things because that's one step closer to figuring out how to be there, how to be a part of the solution, how to help and be an aid. Um, And I think it starts with one recognizing um, so you guys already know what's happening. You understand, you have that grasp, you know, you know, the difference between white and clearly right and clearly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the biggest thing is being there, being an advocate. I'm not saying every day of your life, you have to be like, Oh, black lives, black lives, black lives. But, you know, being there, being that support system, educating others, whether that's in your own personal circle, whether it's that seeing somebody that's like, that's kind of off. Yeah, being that voice of, mm-hmm. you know, empowerment, you know, empowering equality. No matter what race you are, we can all do that. But coming from, you know, white people, that's what you can do. It's just that realization, just being there, being that voice of inspiration, that voice of reason, um, and just standing by, you know, I guess, yeah, equality. Um, it's it's really simple. A lot of people think that you have to go 
So above and beyond is this huge grand thing and you have to like just completely turn your life around and dedicate. It's not. The simplest things can have the biggest impacts if done correctly. Yeah. And it's just simple as that. We just ask that you hear us, you see it, you stand with us. Know the difference between right and wrong. Stand your ground with us and be the advocate. And I always go back to this video because, like I said, it it greatly can I put this? It impacts me. Is I never forget this, these this line of black men and women on their knees in a park in the center of a field with cops all surrounding them, beating people, arresting people, spraying people. And this one, this, this one white woman, this young girl, she gets up, she stands in front of these black men and women with the police essential fire squad standing directly in front of them with guns straight to their face. She comes and she says, and she stands right in front of them. If you want to do this, you have to get through me. It's things like that. When people have that mentality where they are willing to put their lives on the line to stand up for something right for people that have no say and whether they get to live or die or have a right in anything in this country, when you have people that do that, that is the right step. Not saying all of you should go out there and jump in front of a gun right now because, you know, something happens, but it's a good visual. Having that mentality, that mindset and to say, Oh, I've had enough. I'm even though I'm not part of this racism that's going on, I I'm not on the receiving end of it. I've had enough of seeing it. I've Mm -hmm. had enough of hearing about it. I've had enough that this is still a thing in our country that our people go through in a state or in a country that we all should be looked at the same. Mm -hmm. We all should have the same equal rights. We all should have the right to live and nobody should take that away just because of the color of our skin. And it shouldn't be our own, you know, justice system. It shouldn't be our Mm -hmm. own police system that kills and unjustly incarcerates people of color just because they're different or they're taught so, or because in their eyes, they see somebody walking down the street, a black man with a business suit, but yet in their eyes, they're still a thug. It's those things that when people stand up and say, we've had enough on the opposed, on the opposite side of, you know, of white culture, when you can say that, that is the beginning of something just truly magical and to get us to where we need and should be already. Mm-hmm. So that's beautifully said. Yeah. And so what you just, the thought you just sprung in my head was the actual footage of George, of George Floyd. I do not remember, and I could be dead wrong here, um, but I do not remember a killing by police, uh, whether it was intentional or unintentional. I'm not arguing that. I don't remember so much of unison of everyone saying god that was wrong like how that played out that Mm -hmm. was wrong you know like and uh, you know i'll be flat out honest with you 
I've seen some of the other deaths that have happened, and you know, some of the footage was the, the the cell phone video was started halfway through, so you didn't see the beginning of it, and then but but this was just so definitive. Like I yeah. I have not talked to one person that's been like, well, cool. say it again. This was just pure evil. Like there was yeah. no there was no way yeah. around it, and it was just yeah. I just thought that that was so different about this. It was so big that just. I have not talked to one person that was like, well, you know, like everybody's like, that shit was wrong. Mm -hmm. I just, and I just think that that alone says why this just feels different. Um, But anyway, uh, let's sort of segue into Black Panther a little bit and how. I can't say, sorry, I can't cut you off. Sure. I can't personally say like I haven't met or heard people make arguments. Get the hell out of here. Are you serious? There's there's been quite a few, um, and the biggest one is you know of course they they got him for doing something illegal, um, something that didn't even warrant a uh, mm-hmm. misdemeanor at that. Mm-hmm. Um, not gonna deny anything of that nature, but nobody, nobody deserves to be treated like that, even if something is done wrong. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is not a way that you go about that. Everyone is deserving of due process and justice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just because somebody is just to throw something out there, selling a Lucy outside of a store, right? You don't sit here and choke him to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you feel it's right to because of color of his skin, and he's just getting another menace off the streets. And it's so I've met not to you know cut you off or anything, no, but no, that, no, I've met a few people that have made a lot of arguments on why that was either a justified why he was in that position um and yeah so pretty disgusting jesus (laughs) christ and see i i had not i had not heard that i have not good lord well and it's you know another thing is like the nature of that choke it it was i mean none of them have ever been justified that have ever resulted from an anoxic brain injury being choked out and dying you'd lose blood flow to the brain but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess, I guess someone saying like he was restraining him because he was fighting and all that. But I don't agree with that. But I'm saying that like his knee was on his back, on his back, in his neck, like ultimately in his throat. And it's just, it, I don't know. And I don't know. Yeah. No. And he was just so casual and just so nonchalant, hands in the pocket, like he was sitting there pumping gas. Yeah. Literally mm-hmm. taking a man's life. Yeah. And that's what's also just so evil about it because he's doing, he's feeling nothing. He's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, this yeah. is another one today. Like it's feeling nothing. And, and it blows my mind because I just saw, I didn't read too much into it, but I saw the, the video surface and an article about it. And I believe I could be completely wrong, but somebody in the comments that ends up watching this knows exactly where it is. I think it was Vegas to where a cop just apprehended another person of color with a knee to the neck. I'm like, have we not God. learned anything on what had just happened. And this whole situation sparked so much in the community in the world. And, you know, we've had the riots, we've had the protests, we've had, and it's so, I'm gonna put this, it blows my, I'll just say, it just blows my mind that during this time when people were trying to stand up and protest for something right and justice and equality and all that 
these riots were going on. And through this, they still, this country, this nation still found a way to make the black community, you know, as villains, as the problem, mm. as the issue. These riots, granted, we haven't all been innocent through these riots. We have started, but majority of the big ones that kind of started this has been known on camera as shown, as you know, declared and proven that it is white officers going around to these essential neighborhoods, all decked out and all black, having their masks mask covered until they were, you know, shown, busting windows, breaking into establishments, causing this mm. uprising so that the media uh. can be like, hey, look at what they're doing now. Okay. Meanwhile, we're not the ones right. inciting mm-hmm. this in the beginning right. of it all. Um, so it just hurt. Like, even when we're at our lowest and this country puts us that, they just keep going so you what you're saying is even in the moments of we're gonna peacefully take a stand and talk about this it's almost like we're set up like we're set up to make it look like we are being violent or we are being destructive right yeah and it's at a time where we should be being heard listening where people should take accountability and see what's going on we're just adding fuel to the fire. Oh, see what happens when okay now this community is in an uproar look how they act as animals and savages look what they're doing now so it's all a setup to still lessen mm-hmm. and to deteriorate yeah. and degrade the African American community and worth in this country. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a brief second, I will say this: that I'm not defending any of it, but I will say that I can't imagine being a police officer. I that role is ungodly difficult. Ungodly right. difficult. Um, I still don't think that. There, we're, tr- we're trained enough. Uh, I, I'm saying we, sorry. I don't believe that police officers are trained enough, yeah. and it sucks because that's an incredibly difficult role to be in. Yeah. And uh, but, yeah. but what is happening right now is not working. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it's really exposed, and coming back to you know the, the basis of this podcast, it's really exposed the significant lack of mental health that these police officers Correct. are receiving Absolutely. because they right. see these horrific things just on a daily basis and they they lose that sense of like this is this wrong is where's my line that yep. i draw they lose that right. off button of like okay i've uh, i've done what i needed to do now it's time for me to step back and reset they yep. they lose that and um it's mental fatigue. Right. Yeah. You know, it's mental fatigue. And I, I've felt it in my nursing career. You know, I worked in an ICU setting and I, I remember feeling a des- desensitization to incredibly sick people. And, you know, that's not how it should be. That is mental fatigue. Um, again, not defending uh, police officer, police officers that have done that. But it's very obvious that yeah, th- there's something wrong. Yeah, I mean that. That's I think that's how you keep the good ones. Yeah, good is supporting that mental health. Right, and I was gonna. That's funny because I was gonna just dive into that a little bit as well. Um, I do also feel bad for, you know, certain, you know, cops. I want to say all, sure. obviously, mm-hmm. sure, but the good ones. And it does suck to be a cop right now because if you are a cop on the right side. You can't show it. No, you can't. And there's a lot of people that caught on camera, video, or have just flat out quit 
because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's people in standing in front of a mob of protesters and people trying to do right and try to plead that they can't even emote or even, you know, relate or say like, I feel you in that. Yeah. And there's cops literally sitting there fighting back tears because they know yep. if they say something yep. and it's been proven and shown that those who have in the middle of that, they even have to hide it. Or if they do say it, boom, the next day they're kicked off the force and the reputation and their career is done because they stood up for what's right. And that sucks because now you're in a corrupt system that not only are you killing people just for the hell of it, but you're disregarding and you're scrutinizing and you're crucifying your own people that want to stand up and help those who have essentially no voice at the same time. So it's like, Mm -hmm. where do you win? Especially if you are not only where do you win as a country, as a people, but where do you win if you're an officer in that environment? Mm -hmm. You just simply can't. Well, and you're 100% right. It sucks because a lot of police officers are walking right now. And I, I don't blame I them. I cannot imagine being yeah. in the role in it. You know, like you said, the peop- the good cops, the cops that are there for the right reasons that want to say something but can't. I cannot imagine, like you just said, standing there. And I've seen the videos. Most, I've seen the videos where they're standing there fighting back tears where they want to say it, where they're they're mouthing the words because they know they can't yes. say it out loud. And that mm-hmm. it, that gives that puts goosebumps on me because that is just it's terrible and it it makes the police force even worse. And right. yep. that just that sucks. That sucks. And it's honest to God what this what all of this is about is behavior change. I hate to pull it back and plug our little podcast, but honestly, it's that behavior change piece of of listening, being empathetic and knowing that a change has to happen. And mm-hmm. it's it's honestly I feel that it starts with you. It starts with you. Mm-hmm. I won't even try to begin to be like this is how we fix it as a whole. I I don't know. I don't have those answers, but I do know right. that changing yourself and trying to listen that's a damn good start. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so that that's why Black Panther was just so huge that that's why we did connect. And thank you to the subreddit. I appreciate it. And you tell me, what do you think? Do you think, what if what if we would have done Black, Black Panther and watched it, say, a year ago before this happened? Obviously, my emotions, your emotions, Jenna, and everybody that was watching it probably wouldn't have been as high. Do you think that this would have happened how it happened, how it played out? I know it's tough to, like, theorize that who who will never know the answer, but. Right. Theoretically, I would say that there was a big chance that it probably wouldn't have because it wouldn't have hit the way that it did or needed to. I would have loved the reaction regardless because it's, you know, it's Black Panther. It's it's something I even hold dear. Yeah. Even when it came up before all this got bad, um, because obviously we're viewing it from different sides. So it's even of course it hits a lot harder today, but these are things that I think of, that we think of in the community when that movie came out, when all those messages were being shown, when that end credit scene was speaking about Mm. unity and things of that. These are things that we've already gotten from that, like, oh my God, that's the reason why that movie hit so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So even in the slightest, me personally, 
I probably still would have made the video, even if there was a slightest recognition of, yeah, holy hell, okay. like, okay, I got it, or I see it, or just the pure enjoying yeah. of it that you did. Before it even got to anything race-based or yeah. going heavy, enjoying it the way you guys did, I probably still would have been like, wow, okay, this is amazing. It yeah. seems like Panther, they love it. We're on the same length. I still probably would have done it. But in terms of how hard that it hit, it probably wouldn't have. I agree with you. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. And it, just to give a little context, and by the way, his video, the Black Panther video, I'm going to plug it in the description below. If you, got, if you guys have not seen it, you need to watch both of them because it'll give you the full context. But um, I remember when we were starting to shoot that video, all of us. We were we were all like let's uh, let's do our best to maybe steer clear of the political pieces. Let's keep this as you know. Let's just let's just watch our movie and 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 halfway through the movie, I was like, "There's no way. There's there's absolutely no way." Um, right. So just again, just to give you guys some context of like what we were going through, um, to not even to, to again to sort of be careful with our conversation even then, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and if that's what I, that's what I've uh, valued from that as well because the position that you guys were in, I like I said, I've seen quite a few people do reactions and commentary on Black Panther, and it's just like, oh, it was a cool movie, yay, blah, 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 blah. yeah, and missing a lot of the elements and themes mm -hmm. and everything that was going on, or if they did see it, they're just like, eh, I'd rather not. Yeah, you guys challenged yourselves and took it upon yourselves to say you know what, we tried to, it was like, oh, we tried to avoid it, but you know, this is just something that we just simply cannot. Yeah. And it's things like that is where I say, and going back to your question, Jenna, is how you can make a difference, is how you can educate and be a part of the progression, is those words right there. It's like, listen, we shouldn't, but you know what, oh, we couldn't, but we are, we should, mm -hmm. there's just no way around it. And that's when you confront things head on. And that's when you say, okay, you know what? I'm here. I'm listening. I'm willing. Yeah. And that's the most important step. Mm. I have, I, go ahead. Were you about to say something? Well, I was just going to comment in general. I think Black Panther is just the epitome of what comics and comic movies yeah. really can do for everyone yep. you know that i think this movie um was you know just a cinematic just fantastic movie as far as the storytelling as far as getting invested in so many characters rather than just the main character yeah um how you know just the music the you know the the colors and the you know just everything was just so vibrant and so you just, I really felt like I lost myself in this movie. Um, it's great escapism, um, but there's so many lessons yeah. Yeah. to be learned, too, that I think no matter how old you are, um, you can pick up on different lessons yeah. to be learned. And I think that's something that I've really learned with the comic movies is that I just always thought comics were, comics to me meant like, the funny strips in the newspapers and not these really deep no um I did not you know, characters either. that do all these you know courageous things and teach 
children, even you know, or yeah. whoever's you know reading these comic books, they they teach these really valuable deep life lessons. Yeah, and I I honestly never would have got that. You no, know, I never would have guessed that Mm-mm. before. Yeah. yeah, I'm very grateful some, for that. Yeah, and it's something that another thing that this film does that nobody really talks about, but it's of course we have the face value of it, of, you know, racism, you know, between whites and blacks and things of that nature, we get that. But it also challenges us within our own community. And that's not talked about enough okay. either. Okay. Um, we're within our own community. We have our own oppression amongst ourselves. We have mm. our own judgments amongst ourselves. We have our own um, turning the other cheek. We have, judgment amongst our own and that's something we do not talk about and is a huge issue as as well um so the the film hits on a lot of educational points and aspects of course pure racism is at the forefront but there's so many different Mm -hmm. layers to that film and that's why villains and people like killmonger are so important and so vital because yeah he's villain by definition but is he truly his methods right. may be yeah. extremely right. crazy. Sure. What he's fighting for, what he says, what his father says in the beginning mm-hmm. of the film yep. is we are our own people, but yet we do not help our own. Mm-hmm. We turn the other cheek and we should be aiding. We aren't as unified as we should be. And that's what I'm saying. This whole movement now challenges so much, no matter what race you are, everybody has a role to play. Mm-hmm. And that's why Black Panther is so important. That's why it's so vital because it literally touches on those aspects that a lot of film or people don't dare mm-hmm. to really go, especially in comic book films. Tell me this. Can you elaborate on what you just said as far as basic, from what I understood, you just said in our own community, we're not as good as we could be. Is that what you mean? Is that what you or, said? Or like unified? Like unified, sorry. Yeah, so there is, of course we are unified now but of course these things well to a greater degree wasn't always that way there is colorism amongst our own community Mm. there is classism amongst our own amongst our own community so even everything that we are also fighting for outside of ourselves we also do have within our own community and it's not talked about enough um for whatever reason i don't know but it could also be you know I want to speak for all, but majority of our black community, we're, we, we're, we're prideful in a sense. Mm. And a lot of things we kind of turn a blind eye to within uh, our own community, whether it's, you know, homosexuality, whether okay. it's classism, whether it's, you know, okay. colorism, uh, the dark, you know, dark skin, light skin. Mm. Got it. All of that goes on within our community. It's not talked about enough. Okay. Um, so that's kind of to elaborate a little more on what. I, that may, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Um, so I do, I, I do want to hit this quote because mm. I'm working on a video as we speak and it has to do with the actual bygone gym moments. If you're, if you're not new to the series, you know what it is. If you're brand new to the series, you have no idea what I just said. Basically a bygone gym, <laughs> basically a bygone gym moment is a moment in a film that hits me and is notable, that is a value that brings a lesson. Um, how that came about was I 
just didn't know how to say the word Qui-Gon Jinn from Star Wars. I kept calling it Bygone Jim. <laughs> and uh, I've forever credited him with that because he always had knowledge bombs. So let me find the actual um, quote Liam from Black Panther. And the impact on everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this line at the end, and I know, John, you and I agree with this, that Yes. This summed up the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, words of beauty. I watched it three times, uh, like immediately. Watched it the first time. I was like, "Hold, stop, stop recording!" Like I have to hear this two more times at least. But um, I wrote it down verbatim. We'll work to be an example of how we should treat each other. Illusions of division threaten our very existence. We are more connected than divided. In times of crisis, wise men build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. I get goosebumps. I have goosebumps right now. I get goosebumps every time I say it and hear it. And I, that part of that movie just, you can't see it because I shaved my arms, but I I got goosebumps. (laughs) Um, It was just so friggin' powerful and... I don't know, man. I I loved it so much, and I I'm saying it right now that it might be my favorite film in the MCU. Uh, that's that's sort of been some of the question of what are your favorite films, whatnot. Yeah, it's for sure mine. I th- I really do think it is. We haven't seen yeah. the last two, two, yeah, but but I just don't know how it's going to be beat. Uh, it was such an incredible film. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's there's a that that end credit scene that whole paragraph that whole yeah. speech everything like i said even to this day and i've seen it like 50 billion times <laughs> i still get emotional every single time because there's a combination of things and it's just through the performances the emotion conveyed through chadwick through the rest of the actors along there the music by Lud- uh, ludwig Goreson, everything the everything brought together like i said it sums up the film but it's a perfect perfect perfect, perfect, and perfect way to describe the inspiration, the goal of what is happening today mm-hmm. verbatim perfectly. Yep. Um, and that doesn't matter what race you are, what class you are, what it doesn't matter. Unity, unify. We should be treating each other, like, like you said, as if we were one single child because yep. we are. Yeah. This we are our, and it's funny, like, uh, I love Jane Elliott. And one of the quotes that she has is only one race, the human race. That's it. And that exactly sums up exactly who we are as just people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hell with it. Fuck it. There's no black, there's no white, there's no yellow, there's no brown. We are human. We are yeah. people. Um, and that's why that end credit scene hit mm-hmm. so much yep. because like you have this and it's almost like a I don't want to say a plead but it's like you have this fictional of course but yet you have this powerful black figure standing up speaking to the world asking for unification yep. asking for you know equality asking to see and at the same time saying listen I know where I haven't been the most perfect person, especially when it comes to my own people, but here I am making a difference to give back and help the way that I can. 
So it's knocking out, like I said, those layers in one scene, multiple layers that resonate today. I agree. I think if you take one word out of that entire speech that it takes away from it and every yeah. single as i'm looking at it every single line could be its own podcast um right really it really is incredible <laughs> it really is incredible it um, is every single line it's it's insane. it's insane it is yeah and i think you know those of you that have stuck with us this long thank you yes those of you that are right. watching those of you that are listening there's a there's a chance that you don't agree with something yeah. that we've covered or talked about um and, you know, I I agree that there's probably something that we could have said more eloquently. Sure. Um, but I think the point at the end of the day is that we're having this conversation yep. to do better and to move in the right direction. Yep. And I, I will say for anybody that is truly hurt by any words that we've said, I hope that you know that there was not one shred, not one ounce of hate, evil, negativity in us. Uh, I hope that you'll spend a little bit more time with us and getting to know who we are and, and know that this podcast was born out of love and support and was our attempt to listen and to be there. Um, so John, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking about yes, Black Panther, but such a sensitive topic and to put yourself out there in the world to put yourself and be so transparent uh it's incredible it's incredible thank you and uh i'll if i'm being transparent i think that i have made a friend for the rest of my life because of a damn right a friggin movie uh so mm -hmm. yep. I, i'm so fired up about that um whatever i say about marvel in the my friend watches series from now on i promise that i will always say that i love marvel because of Black Panther <laughs> and this connection that it's done. Yeah. Seriously. All of this yep. shit has been worth it because of this. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely wholeheartedly, man. And I feel the exact same way. Like I said, you're goddamn right to have a friend for life, man. And it's it's amazing that all of this was able to come from that. And for those again watching, I, you know, repeat their sentiment. This will never be a perfect conversation. It'll never be an a quote unquote appropriate non-sensitive type way to have this conversation but every single one of them is necessary it may get heated it may get crazy it may be in a difference of opinions but again it's all needed mm -hmm. a converse an honest conversation always needs to happen for this topic if we're going to get anywhere and Again, I hope people that are watching know and realize and see the difference. If you don't agree, talk about it. Like, but, but like Matt said, respectfully, of course, but be honest because it has to happen. That's the only way we're going to grow yeah. as a society, as a, as a race, as a people. It's the only way. And whatever way you find that connection like we did, find it. Use it. If it's that uncomfortable, find that. Uh, use that as a segue to open the gates to a much-needed conversation. So, yes, absolutely. And <laughs> again, to recap, I will say I will not delete anybody's comment for their opinion. That is not what I'm about. I promise I won't do that. I will only delete a comment if it is if it is born of hate and it is attacking someone and it is not constructive. That's the only time I'm going to delete anything. Um, I, I don't delete anything out of the comments most of the time. So. <laughs> um, Jenna, you want to wrap it up? 
I mean, I think we've done a pretty good wrap up. (laughs) Yeah. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, it has. And again, John, thank you so much for your time and thank you for, for talking with us so long about this. It's, it's been a a great conversation. It has. And I think, uh, I think now's a perfect time to uh, plug where can they find you? Who are you? Like all that on social. So they can find me on Twitter using film underscore cave JK. You can find me on Instagram. I'm I'm dot John Knight underscore. I know I'm all over. It's hard to find one unified thing. Um, and you can find my YouTube at Knight TFC, whereas you will see my show, The Film Cave Live. Tons of segments, uh, reactions, skits. And coming up this week, I will actually be a part of what we call Reactor Cons. That's covering all Comic Con this week, uh, Justice Con. So it's going to be a whole nerd out. So make sure you guys are there um, to participate this hashtag Recticon. You can all see what us great creators are coming up with. Heck yeah, man. All of the descriptions for everything we've talked about, all the links to find him will be in the description below. Brene Brown, the thing you mentioned, like every everything will be down below. Uh, the original Black Panther reaction of ours, his reaction to our reaction. Uh, what a world. What a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> at the end, at at the very end of it, I will plug it because I didn't plug it at the top. If you guys want to support this podcast, if you want to support the YouTube channel, the Matt Lane Fitness YouTube channel, uh, you can do so by clicking the link below. It is Patreon. You can support us for as little as five bucks a month. Uh, it helps us keep the lights on creating better and more content for you. You never have to pay for our content. Do not feel obligated, but it's there if you want to. Right. And uh, I do want to play something really quick. Sure, sure. I do challenge everyone who does see this and who will obviously watch this share this this is such an important conversation to have share it with anybody may have share it to anyone you can think of i know i will black panther cast is going to get spammed like hell with this shit all over (laughs) (laughs) twitter and everything else share it to whoever you can because like i said it's an important conversation to be had and it's an amazing segue to do it so please share this yep for sure awesome guys well listen have love in your heart. Don't be afraid to have the conversation and be there. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. We love you. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well and follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. Holy shit. That was... Awesome. Yeah. That was amazing. That was a great, I think that was one of our, if not our very best podcasts that we've done. That was such a free flowing conversation. That was great. That was, that was very amazing. How's, how are we feeling over there, sir? You're right. Oh, are you are you all right, man? I'm glad we had this conversation. Oh, oh. he's gonna yeah. <laughs> you're gonna make me come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was um. It ain't been this long. You had me fucking crying. Come on, man. <laughs> that shit was just um. Wow. I don't know, man. You can't fake that shit, and it just that's probably the. Most important podcast we've done. Yeah. Fuck. And that's what I'm talking about. It's 
stuff like this, this right here, mm -hmm. this is what it's all about. And this is what makes you and everybody else so goddamn important is this right here. You can't get this anywhere. You can't fake that. You right. can't bullshit that. These are the things that get us to where this world needs to be. Yeah. And now you know why I'm so just inebriated, just so in tune with you guys. Yeah. This right here. And like I said, I love you for it. And it's amazing, man. I thank you for that. Thank that, you. This is awesome. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. We're all Fuck three you of for it. making me cry. But. <laughs>